Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko, and we apologize for the little bit of a delay. We ha- I, I know it's not a delay on your end, faithful listener, but we had to wait. We couldn't start recording until John Dam Johnston, my co-host, our founder, fearless leader, put on his special podcasting robe. It's like a smoking jacket, but it's a podcasting robe. Hello, John. It's a Jedi robe. You, why do I have to keep telling you, sons of bitches, it's a Jedi robe? I put this on. I can choke you right through this Zoom meeting. You could. But I choose not to because I'm a decent human being. Well, at least you choose not to. I don't know about the other part. <laughs> uh, Get Todd back on here. I might choke that son of a bitch. Okay. Well, Todd's yeah. not joining us this week. But we are happy and thrilled to bring back Coronation writer Nate McHugh. Hi, Nate. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. It's going well. Thanks for taking time out. We know that you've got uh, a gaggle of little ones over there. And and uh, as it sometimes is in my house, when we record after bedtime, you kind of get running on, on occasion. So if, if you get up and start chasing children around the house, we'll know why. Yeah, if, if I don't, you know, lose... I know, I know that feeling. I know that feeling because I, uh, I have to actually lock my doors at night from all the women coming in here after me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the same. I could be wrong. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, if a, you know, John, you must be pretty special. You know, it's I, the sexy Jedi robe. That's oh, yeah. what I, I, you know, ever since I've been married, I have not had. You know, just women coming into my bedroom or trying to get into my bedroom. I don't know. You must be pretty special. I am. I am. We can move on now. Now that we've acknowledged my specialness. <laughs> well, we hope that uh, we bring you another fun, entertaining, and maybe even informational episode. Um, I think we just need to start with the big news that dropped this Thursday as we're recording this. Of course, we usually record either Wednesday or Thursday, depending on what the rest of the week looks like. This week, we're recording Thursday night. Of course, you'll hear this Friday morning if you're uh, lucky. And the big news of the day was that it was announced the Big Ten is going strictly conference uh, athletics, no non-conference anything, including football in the fall sports. I got to say, I'm not really surprised by this move. Um, If nothing, you get some uh, uniformality as far as protocol and procedures. And, um, you know, now, look, I know we were all looking forward to the close game, the nail-biter against South Dakota State, and now we can have a close nail-biter against Rutgers. I don't know. Well, I did get an email just before we started tonight that stated that if the over-under for the over for Nebraska winning games this year is 3.5. Are are they uh, are are they shortening the season or are they putting in different conference opponents? 
Or is it only going to be like a, a nine-game season? Nate, you you have a knowledge on that? I, okay, so I thought it was a 10-game season total, right? Is that oh, okay, Am I wrong? It does but, not state that in the release. It doesn't? Okay. Release from the Big Ten. It does not specifically state anything about. Okay, so, yeah. So, so you, you, you sent that, or someone posted a tweet in the Slack chat room that's nine games. So, I mean, if you, you know, you hear three and a half, and you're like, what? It's like, what? Like, we got to do better than three and a half. But then when you actually look at the schedule, and, I, and I'll be interested to find out, you know, if they're going to redo the whole thing, you know, or if they're going to try to keep the current matchups, move the matchups around because um, Adam Rittenberg of ESPN, uh, who covers Big Ten, said they're going to move up the divisional games to the, the front end of it because those are more important uh, in case they have to cancel the season. So, you know, it's like, so three and a half, it's like, where are you, so what, where are the wins going to come from? Because uh, if they keep the same schedule, I guess you might say Rutgers, maybe Northwestern, you know. Cause, Purdue, you know, you, possibly Illinois. Oh, my God, yeah. he has little faith. We're just going to win. This is the <laughs> year. You, you know, for, for me, I, I, I wonder, because I, I really just want a season to happen. I want Scott Frost needs some goodwill. Some something going forward. I just want something to happen. Um, I at one point I, I wanted us to play maybe our first seven games of the original schedule, and then maybe cancel the season, stop right there. Maybe we're six and one, you know, <laughs> seven and zero, and then Scott Frost can then sell. Hey, look at this. We're you know we were undefeated at the time or whatever, and- but you know the idea of not having football and then Scott Frost again, having to sell the quote, the future going forward. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Playing big Ten's a tough conference. Now I, I'll be interested to see, and maybe we can get someone said, maybe our crossover opponent might be Michigan state. That, that'd be good for us. I think we would beat them. But uh, I guess we'll find we out. You get another shot at Mel Tucker, that son of a bitch. That's right. That's right. I always forget that he's at Michigan State now. You know, it's it's so weird. I, I had to be reminded that yeah, D'Antonio is not there anymore. It uh, it didn't take long, and I don't know. Maybe the athletic department, maybe the university knew about it before it was announced. But uh, if you go to Huskers.com to look at the schedule, they've already scrubbed all the non-con games off uh, of the schedule. So I mean, it's got. Purdue September 5th, then Northwestern October 3rd, and then, you know, it's got the bye week in there between Illinois and Rutgers, and then the murderer's row of Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota. So. I, you know, I, I, I'm glad that we're going to get – we're probably going to have Iowa and Wisconsin right up front, I would think. After True. probably after the Purdue game. Probably Minnesota you know, too, they, if you think about it. You, you realize but, none of this – none of this – None of this will make any sense anyway. Yeah. I mean, we're just. I mean, you're like, going to go into a game and you're going to find out that two of your three top quarterbacks don't get a play in it. Yep. Four you of your five yeah. wide receivers are gone right well, before uh, the game. And a coach is going to spend all week game planning. And then he's go, we don't have any wide receivers. 
Yeah, well, I think that's they said they're they're hoping to build in maybe three bye weeks um, over the whole thing. So I think then someone was talking or it was in the radio that they could then move games at a whim, which I'm like, I don't know the logistics, how that would work. You know, I don't know. And here's another thing. Okay. So if, some, if um, a backup punter tests, co- uh, tests positive for the coronavirus, does that mean that the team can't play? Cause that people are saying, yeah, well, if, you know, if there's a positive test and then they shouldn't be able to play, obviously I think that's ridiculous, but it's like, okay, but is there a threshold? You know, if 10% of the team tests positive or, you know, 25% of the team, you know, then is that when you use, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm interested to see what they do, you know, with the schedule. Yeah. There definitely has to be some, um, some aspect of, you know, standards as far as, you know, what's, uh, and we've talked about it. I mean, God, we've been talking about COVID since March, so almost four months, but some standard of, all right, you will handle things internally until there's X percentage of positive cases, be it 5, 10, 25, whatever. But after that, just prepare to forfeit the season. You know, if I think, you, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to finish this damn book about my heart attack and shit like that. And I was going back, I've been going back through a lot of old emails with my doctors and hospital notes and things like that. <coughs> This winter, I asked my cardiologist if it was okay for me to jump in a frozen lake. And uh, I ended up not doing that because I didn't have a good week that week. But uh, he said, I was reading through my emails, and he made this statement that, you know, with everything like that, it's not not any different than if you were, like, in a car accident where your heart rate might jump up and cause a problem or you know, you might be surprised by somebody behind you or something, just anything that might happen in regular life. And he included the line, there is an inherent risk in in life. And we literally, we do not acknowledge that anymore at all. And I'm going to be the horrible person that says this, that I think that's really a detriment to us. I see all these people going, you know, on Twitter and they're like, well, what if one person dies from COVID while they were playing college football? I'm you know, because of college football, I, you know, that is part of an inherent risk in life. And you could ask yourself, is sports worth that? And that's a debate. But this concept that we're always going to be safe all of the time, no matter what we're doing, that there is no inherent risk in anything we're doing is, is folly. It really is. And the reason for that is when you look at like sports or these guys playing football, I think they were, they're going to be safer. And I probably have said this before in a podcast because we have talked about this fucking virus so much. Um, They're going to be safer around their own teams and around themselves with medical supervision and all that kind of stuff. than they are like being a 20 year old guy that goes to the bars and hangs out with his buddies in his house off campus. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of this is just people screeching about stuff. Sometimes, or if they, if they, you know, we all want to blame something for something, you know, and it, it's always the best to blame the big institution or that, oh my God, you're exploiting the athletes for money kind of shit. I, 
I guess to me, you know, if you're a 20 year old guy and you want to play college football and they're going to let you, I, you know, that's your choice. Well, yeah. So, um, I would love to have written an article on this whole topic, but it would just blow up. Just wait a second. Sorry. That was my son. Um, there's this thing called the assumption of risk. And so, I mean, so we have to decide, are these college kids adults or not? You know, I just called them kids. So that makes things, you know, a little complicated and they are legally adults. Yeah. Legally they are. And so they are, they are making their own decisions and if they want to do it and then the coaches want to do it and they're making that decision. I mean, in the NBA, there are, I'm not a head coach yet, but there's assistant coaches, high level assistant coaches who aren't going to do, they're not going to be part of the NBA playoffs because they decided that they're, they're too old or they have a pre-existing condition. And so they're not going to do that. Okay. That's not a college kid. And you can also make the argument that I promise you, Adrian Martinez probably doesn't have, he probably doesn't really feel like he has a choice if they're going to play. Right. Cause he, he probably would get destroyed if he decided that it wasn't safe for him to play. And so <laughs> Ethan. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Get my son. And uh, so you know, these kids are, you know, they're putting themselves at risk, but like John said, yeah, they're probably safer with the football team than they would be at home. If they're at home, you know, in Florida or California, Texas, Oklahoma, wherever, um, they might be safer there, particularly if they're in Florida, I guess right now, or Arizona, California, you know, and uh, yeah. And, or yeah, or Texas. And so with all that said, you know, I wish there's a way we could get them paid, you know, like, like, or some type of compensation, like, Hey, these kick is there's, if there were no, if there was no football for an entire year, the ripple effects, we have no idea how far those would go. And so you're almost like these kids are, you know, I'd say like, almost say, <laughs> almost like saving the economies for some of these towns. They're talking about um, where Mississippi State is. Um, I can't remember the name of the town, but they, supposedly there's nothing there. And that town is so dependent upon that university that a lot of livelihoods of people, you know, are dependent upon it. So it's like, you know, these kids and these coaches are putting themselves at risk. And maybe the NCAA should like, you know, I don't know, turn, turn the eye and then just let them get a little something. I don't know. Sorry. Well, if they if they did that, then it, you know that'd break their whole amateur model thing going on. That's fine. Now, the big the Big Ten did say, or I saw Kevin Warren in an interview on Big Ten Network say that if athletes chose to not participate this year, that their scholarships will be honored. So, I mean, they got that going for them. The other thing I saw a lot on Twitter was people thinking that this was a ridiculous concept because of a conference only thing, and they were pointing out, well. They could have stayed within a region and not have to travel far. Travel's got nothing, nothing to do with this. Zero. It doesn't. What do you think? We're going to have a hundred guys or fifty guys or whatever it is get on a in, a, in cars and they're going to like road trip to Penn State and get out and go to gas stations and like I don't know, 
pick their nose in the bathroom and wipe it on the mirror. You know what I mean? They're not doing that. They're not driving to Penn State if they're playing there. They're not going to drive to Rutgers. They're not normal us, okay? So travel is the least of the concerns about the conference-only schedule stuff, and it wouldn't make any difference if they were going to go, like, I don't know, play Northern Iowa and Northern – well, Northern Iowa. Who's the other one? Iowa State, you know. That that whole travel thing was just silly ass stuff. South Dakota State, you know, Kansas or Kansas State are technically in the region. Yeah, what whatever. That's right. that's just I, dumb. I, I'm not, I don't disagree with you, John. You, you know, someone made the point that telling Iowa they can't play Iowa State, you know, when then Iowa is gonna go play is it Penn State or whatever, you know, the the distance is so not even comparable. I think what it comes down to is control over the protocols and the testing and that everyone has the same uniform rules and maybe uh, transparency. They can enforce that. And so I think when you do that, because, you know, in the, uh, the uh, article from the athletic on South Dakota State, their uh, athletic department or the athletic director said, no, we haven't really tested anyone. You know, and yeah, well, we'll get taken care of. I'm like, What? Like, really? Like, I understand that costs money, whatever. But it's like, I'm like, there's no way we're going to be able to play them, you know, if they're not testing their kids and all that. So that's why my opinion, which appears to be a minority opinion, that I think these conference-only schedules makes it much, much more likely that we're going to have football in the fall. Uh, I'd agree with that. I I think a lot of people – Thought it made him more skeptical, but I I thought it was a good move, honestly. Yeah, so like when you for a while I didn't even know that was an option until what uh, two yesterday or a day ago, uh, because you have to you have to deal with you know these payouts from these contracts and how that's all going to go. Uh, so I so I don't. But if I thought if they had to play their original schedule. I don't know how it's going to work, but they're like, okay, the Big Ten's like, screw it. We're going to suffer the losses because if we don't do that, suffer the losses on the payouts, maybe, you know, whatever it's going to be. Uh, Because if we don't do that, we're going to lose a whole lot more money by not playing football. And luckily, I guess, you know, we're not in, you know, the SEC is going to be interesting with Florida, with all these cases, you know, the coronavirus cases, you know, what they're going to do. So the South is, you know, kind of rising. That you know, I'm interested to see what happens there. I guess. Oh, I thought you were said. I th- I thought you were just going to say uh, the South is kind of full of really dumb people who don't know what the fuck they're doing anyway. How are they going to manage this crisis without killing half of them? Because they're <laughs> such unbelievable fucking morons down there. <laughs> I mean, no, my God, I Florida! I didn't say that. No. <laughs> You were thinking that I could see it on your face in this Zoom meeting because we can see each other's faces now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll tell you a story. You want a story? Yes, I love okay. stories, actually. You know, you know, what was it, two, three weeks ago? Well, it has to be longer than two weeks ago because uh, that's what the quarantine, uh, you know, you got to quarantine for 14 days. I was at a customer site and a woman I worked with tested positive, which meant that I had to go get a test. And it was negative, and it was unpleasant. But uh, what happened was that company had to close down, 
clean everything, uh, come up with their own protocols to let everybody back in, which means we all had to get tested and have notify the company of a negative result. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to say that the young woman I was working with that tested positive will be coming back to work next week and she will be fully recovered because uh, she's a very nice young lady. But one of the things we did this past week was we installed a, a device attached to a computer. When you walk into the door of the company, it has like a face recognition. Uh, it looks like a small iPad, except that it has face recognition and it takes your temperature when you walk in the door. I did do a video of this that I posted on Instagram, uh, <laughs> which maybe we'll include with the podcast notes so you can see what it is. But, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe they can come up with stuff like that where you just walk up to it, stick your face in it, recognizes your face. And, uh, you know, what are you laughing about? What? <laughs> But what is wrong with you, Mr. McHugh? Because that Instagram video <laughs> is, uh, it, you look like you're screaming under the mask because it's not working. <laughs> I was at the end. It was, it was very, uh, right, in, right in the last two seconds of the video, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's but, so um, oh, that's so funny. Uh, the, we, the face, we didn't, we weren't getting the face recognition part to work properly and uh because the, the thing literally came with uh, i don't know no instructions whatsoever and we had to make it up as we went but uh you know maybe there's devices like that that they could use that uh, would take everybody's temperature and i guess maybe that's a indicator of there's a problem or not a problem that's a more immediate than getting a swab sh shoved down your nose or up your nose or in your nose and then waiting three or four days for a result Okay, so I have something kind of relevant there. So the state of Nebraska having opened up a little bit um, as a basketball coach at a high school, um, we've kind of paired with the football coaches and we're getting kids in the weight room and there's these protocols we have to go through. The first one uh, is uh, they have to get you know the temperature, right? And so – I'm standing there with the clipboard and I have to ask the questions and all that, everything we have to do. And they take a temp and then the other coach next to me takes a temp of these two brothers. Okay. Um, the first temp was a hundred point one or something like that. Okay. And I, this is my first time having to help. And I look at him like, um, what are we going to do with this? It's a hundred point one. You know, you probably shouldn't be, I mean, that's a, that's very close to a fever. And he said, no, no, the, uh, I'm not going to say the last name, but no, they, that family runs hot. That's what he said. And I was like, okay. And so his brother walks up. Yep. Same thing. Yep. And he, he had about a hundred degree temperature. He said, and they've been doing it for weeks now. He said, yep. Every week or every time they show up, there's about a hundred degree temperature. Then we have another kid who walks in who uh, the temperature was a 93 something. And it's because the vehicle he drives in on doesn't have a windshield. And so he has this wind blowing in his face. So it's so cold on his forehead. And uh, so that's why it's so cold, you know? So it's like, you know, I think 93, if that's your, you know, temperature, it's probably not a good thing, but it's because he's probably just had the wind blowing, you know, from, because he drove in a, an ATV and from his, uh, from his farm. So, uh, 
Yeah. I don't know. There you go. Humans were kind of weird. Yeah. What are they? The family runs hot. What are they? Like Germans or something? What the hell? Uh, their last name is made of two names. So if that means anything. So uh, no, it doesn't. Okay. Because uh, I don't want to get, obviously don't want to say it, but um, I, yeah. So I thought it was very interesting because like, and they said, no, it's just as long as they're not, they're not like above what their normal is. I guess is what I would say. It's Hyphy Weissen is their last name. <laughs> <laughs> no. Known as a good German wheat beer. Yeah. Their uh, family. Hyphen Weissen or whatever. I don't remember. Let's you're move right. on. No, you're right. It's it's Hefe Weissen. So I think now's a good time to take a break. When we come back, we're going to try to get away from. We'll still have some COVID integration in the conversation but we're going to try to get away and talk about some more positive news some uh some new names who've signed on to uh, continue their athletic careers at lincoln nebraska and a young man from across the pond who has slimmed down and worked on his jumping ability we'll talk about uh, the wild frenchman that's not really his nickname but it's yvonne or ivan whatever it is nate you want to help you're you were on that uh, of bangs and dags podcast Yvonne, that's all I'll say. I have a, a, a Drago. Drago. Yeah, okay. something like that, yeah. They, the Wild Frenchman. Yeah, there you go. Wild yeah. Frenchman. We'll see We'll see if we catch any uh, Nebraska ball on, on the Big Ten Network if, it, if that nickname sticks. I don't know. Uh, we'll be back with the Five Heart Podcast after this. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Greg Mahachko here along with... John Dam Johnston, Nate McHugh as well. Nate will rejoin us in a minute. He is uh, having a brief powwow with one of his youngins. But John, you have uh, you have changed accessories on us. You have ditched your podcast robe, and you have gone instead for a bank robber's mask. A mask. I'm wearing a mask. I don't have a problem wearing a mask. I like wearing a mask, in fact, because it makes me feel sometimes like I can play dress up when I go out to the stores. Like I used to wear a, a red bandana and I'd tell people I was wearing, you know, dressing up like Arthur Morgan and a lot of people would get the joke and they'd laugh and then other people would look at me like I'm some kind of nut job and then they'd move away from me. Yesterday I wore <laughs> this mask, which is actually a gator. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take it off so I can talk. <clears throat> but I was standing behind a woman at Target and I was standing, you know, I was trying to keep my distance, but she was like guarding all the sliced cheese. Okay. She, she wasn't, I mean, she wasn't being rude about it. She was just taking her freaking time. I want my habanero sliced cheese. Okay. Last time I went there, there was no habanero sliced cheese. Now there was habanero sliced cheese. She turned around and she looked at me, you know, I didn't say anything while I was standing there, but I have my mask up, you know, I have my mask up on my face and I'm kind of like, you know, I I have this kind of uh, body posture, like I'm a stalker. I I, I believe every bit of that. I might have done that on purpose, but she turned around and she it freaked her out completely, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> Habanero <laughs> sliced cheese. You know what she did? Most importantly, she got that fuck out of the way so I could get my habanero sliced cheese and have my on my sandwiches because habanero jack is pretty good. On sandwiches. Anyway, What's I don't have a problem wearing a mask. I don't know why people argue about this so much. I mean, it's not that big an issue. You just got to find a, a mask that fits you 
and uh, you know you can enjoy. You could dress up like a samurai. I don't know. Be something. Be something you're not, for God's sake. Uh, you know, me, I go out wearing a mask, and I'm trying to be an honest, decent-looking human being. Never works out that way. Uh, I was in Target week before, and some guy goes, you're really stupid-looking with that mask on. And I said, ah, oh, the joke's on you, you bastard. Yeah, I look stupid without it. So, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> anyway, I, I imagine my masks. Because everybody's freaking out about it. What do we got coming up this half? Well, I, I was just going to say, I imagine when you have that gator on, that it, it's got to take you back to uh, the, the late 1800s and, and all your days of robbing uh, locomotives uh, along the Great West, the Great Western Plains. I miss the horses. How many of them uh, honestly got ran over by the trains, do you think? None of ours. For God's sakes, what idiot would let his horse get run over by a train? It had to have happened. It had to have like only the, in video games. I don't know. I don't play. I mean, those. a horse is not dumb. Doesn't just stand there. It doesn't run onto the tracks. So what you're saying? No, no. Th- this is an important question, and it's also a, a reminder for safety. Horses in the 1800s are smarter than some motorists today who park their cars all over train tracks. Yes. I'm not saying it happens on per- all the time, Nate, but uh, it, it's you know, don't don't uh, don't race the train. That's what that's what you're told, right, Nate? Yeah. So, um, so John, you know, coming, you know, I I've been reading some Native American. You say that Native American or whatever, you can say uh, indigenous, whatever. Indigenous. Uh, nope. I guess you can't say it. I can't say it. Uh, <laughs> indigenous. Indigenous. <laughs> Indigenous. Thank you very much. Uh, so the past two, the past four books I've read, one was The Empire of the Summer Moon. Um, it's about the Comanches. And then uh, a book about Crazy Horse. And I just finished that like a couple days ago. So uh, the book about Crazy Horse there, John. Um, you know, you, you miss the horses, but man, the Lakota people were not big fans of you guys. I'm just saying. You, they they didn't look fondly upon you know you know you white what do they call them? long knives is what they called you guys you know and and uh, you guys just kept coming you know it's just I just don't know I think I'd feel very guilty if I were you that's all I'm saying but uh, do you think uh, knives was a, a euphemism for something else long yeah they're guns oh yeah yeah, yeah of course yes yeah, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I Brought to you by Bluetooth. Yeah, again. <laughs> I always thought that was a type of chewing tobacco until I learned. You're so welcome. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you're getting older. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. Let's Speaking let's, of – go ahead. You, you got transitions. I had a transition, but go ahead. I want to hear your transition because I feel like it wasn't okay. on topic. Okay. Speaking of getting older, I am 34 years old. And um, we got a new commit uh, this past or in the past couple of days whose dad is the same age as me. And uh, he played in the NFL. And uh, I find that blows my mind because I, my oldest is seven. So the <laughs> idea of me having a 17 or 18 year old being recruited by 
uh, you know, college is a, you know, at my stage in life is just nuts. It just so happens to be that this new commit, uh, his dad play, plays or did play for the Ravens in the NFL. Uh, Ladarius? Ladarius Webb. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a new commit that we've gotten. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, I guess I don't know if John or, or you know, Greg, if you have uh, thoughts about it, but we were his first offer. Like, I think mean, Power Five offer, maybe. And so it sounds like it sounds like to, that uh, um, we should, you know, I guess you're trying to trust what the coaching staff is doing. Um, but what, the thing about this recruiting cycle is that a lot of these kids um, who would be kind of up and comers or that that people would fo- would have found out about this summer is, didn't happen. It's not going to happen because all the summer camps are closed. And that's where a lot of these recruiting services are getting their rankings is based off of these summer camps, um, like these rivals camps and all that. So when those are not. <laughs> I didn't play that music. I don't know. Every, that was you? me. I, I was I was pulling up a, a 24-7 sports article and the damn ads autoplay. So uh, okay. I could play more of the Subway ad, but I figured the five was enough. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, and so that's kind of what a lot of schools are dealing with. Um, cause they think that some of the commits we've already had that if they had been to camps, they would have been, you know, they would have been much higher ranked. And so if that gives, you know, any faith to any Husker fans. Uh, and if, if you want an example of a player that that's kind of comparable as far as, you know, no one's ever heard of, first college offer type of thing is uh, um, the Capri Boodle. Uh, and that was by Mike, Mike Riley. Uh, they went to a camp and this kid happened to run like a four, three or something at the camp. And they liked enough in the off and they offered him. And he, guess what? He's turned out pretty good. And so, uh, you know, so when people think, Oh, but no one else has offered him. This is a totally different animal. And they think that, you know, We'll find out. We'll see his tape in his senior year, and he might get more offers because he's living in Alabama now. And if Alabama offers him, you got to go, right? You know, at least go to Alabama over uh, Nebraska. So, you mean if they offer him like $250,000, they got to go? That's what that is. That's what you mean. Yes, yes. I think that, you know, our, our, our pockets are just not that full. So, uh, Ladarius Webb. The father split his college career between University of Southern Mississippi and Nichols State. He was drafted in the third round, the 88th pick in the 2009 draft by the Baltimore Ravens, played his entire career there, retired after the 2017 season, was a uh, Super Bowl champion in that one that's XLVII. I'm not up on my Roman numerals tonight. Uh, was a second-team All-Pro in 2011, according to, it just says PFF. I don't know what that means. I feel like I should. Um, Pro football farters. <laughs> probably. Uh, had 480 total tackles, five sacks, three forced fumbles, 15 interceptions, uh, three touchdowns, 1,532 return yards, and his son is uh, signing on, I believe, 
as a defensive, defensive back as well. Back. No. Yeah. No. Is it? Yeah. You're right. Okay. Sorry. I'm, again, it's like I'm as John would say, sundowning. So, so he's. I think he's five ten. I think. Yeah. Yep. Five ten, hundred seventy pounds. Yeah. So uh, he has a huge wingspan comparatively, I guess. So uh, like a six. And he's anyways. in Mississippi, not he's, in he's Alabama. In, okay, no, he. W- I think he was in Mississippi and has moved. Okay, I'm not a recruiting guy, you know, but I thought that they, they said that he's out of Alabama, but he had just moved there from somewhere because he was going to go live with his dad. So I could be completely wrong. I I don't know. So, but I thought I saw that he was living in Alabama now. So he's going to a different high school. He's yet to play for the high school that he's. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm not a recruiting guy. I'm just trying to to act like one. So fair enough. I like the name. <laughs> I like that it's Webb because he can spin a web in the defensive backfield and catch up. Never mind. Uh, I'm going to stop with the bad puns. Another commit that uh, Nebraska landed on Independence Day, by God, and it was a, according to Coronation.com, very tall receiver, and uh, that was six four hundred ninety five pound uh, Latrell Neville out of Texas, Missouri City, Texas. So we get to piss off two former Big Twelve opponents with that one. Well, he was a former Virginia Tech commit. What does he say, 6'4 or 6'3? 6'4, 6'4, 195. So this one makes me more nervous than even the other, you know, Ladarius Webb. Um, because the guy has actually, he looks good and he's, I guess he gets, he has good times and stuff, but he does, he has not been, uh, um, and then he has not been. You think he'd be getting more in an actual football game? Like he, he doesn't have these great numbers in football games, and so you know it's like it's one of those. Is he the, a guy that just looks the part? And then when you don't, you know, it, I kind of compare it. You know, is the guy he looks fast on the track, but then you put pads on him, all of a sudden is he slower type of deal? Uh, so that makes me nor- mean or ner- more nervous, but uh, he's a four-star wide receiver and he's taller. So it seems like the first two kind of recruiting cycles, Frost was getting these like 5'10", 5'11"-ish wide receivers. And now the past recruiting cycle, he got um, Omar Manning and, Xavier, and then Betts, and they're both like 6'2", 6'3". And this guy – and then another kid in our class, and like I said, I'm not a recruiting guy, so I don't remember his name. But they're like they're both six three, six four. So maybe that's what Frost is going for. And uh, so, according to, I, guess, uh, I was just going to fill in some of the stats and such that according to rivals, uh, Latrell is the 55th best receiver in the country and the 42nd best player in Texas, which is not bad. I maybe. mean. Texas has Maybe a lot Scott of Scott Frost uh, sees a future that uh, involves seven-on-seven seven and all the offensive linemen have ceased to exist. Oh, we have uh, 
Our offensive line is just fine, Mr. Johnston. No, I is mean, they're your... going to just play seven on seven because of the COVID. Oh. There's no more alignment. We're just doing seven on seven, and it's all about quarterback, wide receiver, and we're going to have we're going to be prepared because we'll have 38 wide receivers already on the roster. Well, you know, it's kind of the ridiculousness of kind of the COVID stuff is the NFL came out today and said there will be no jersey swapping after games. And Amir Abdullah comes out, you know, Husker. Husker, great. Uh, a, uh, he comes out and sits essentially on Twitter. So we've been knocking the crap of each other, sweat and all that stuff. And now, you know, the whole game and now we can't trade jerseys, you know, I'm like, that's a good point, <laughs> but you know, that's a good Amir. And, uh, yeah, it's, so it's kind of, you know, whatever, but no post game interactions after you've been laying in a pile with some guy's butt in your face. <laughs> It'll oh. be interesting. Okay. John. Uh, go ahead. Okay. We'll move on. Uh, last thing that I had on my, uh, topic agenda was I'm sure both of you fine gentlemen esteemed colleagues of mine uh, saw the video of our favorite Frenchman the 18 year old Nebraska basketball phenom Ivan Ivan we'll just call it that Uh, (laughs) getting the thumbs up from Nate like he's on board (laughs) Uh, let's take the easy way out of that one and uh, he has – it shows him doing a little, you know, quarter court jog uh, and jumping. Like you think, oh, okay, how high is he going to slap the glass? He doesn't reach up at all. He does like a completely vertical jump, and the top of his head, or maybe the side, you can't tell from the angle, hits the iron on the rim. So he's uh, he's not wearing a shirt. I'm just going by observation. It looks like he's slimmed down, toned up a little bit. You know, being that when he was on campus last year, he was 17 years old, had to get rid of some more of that baby fat. But uh, Nate, was it you in the, the Slack chat room that was saying it looks like? I mean, he he's dropped about 25 pounds since since uh, he first stepped onto campus last year. Uh, well, uh, if I could go back even further. Please on the uh, Bangerangs and Daggers podcast, yes, which I in the, the way co- back machine. creator part of, I guess you would say that. Um, anyways, which covers Nebraska basketball. Um, when he committed, or when, uh, yeah, I think when he committed, I watched some of his film, and I was critical of him at one point, and I, I said, I know this sounds ridiculous, but in all of his highlights. He didn't dunk once. He didn't dunk it once. I said, that's not good because that means he's not getting lift off the ground. And that when he's playing in, you know, he's not playing in Big Ten basketball. And and I watched him play. And then he had issues this year. You know, and if you can't just finish it at the rim, you try just kind of, you know, kind of lay it up or lay it in front of the hoop or, you know, Big Ten centers and Big Ten forwards are going to take care of that, and they're just going to swipe it out, and I saw it all the time. So uh, fast forward to today, and he, and he posted that video, and his head's at the rim. That's not what we saw last year at all. We saw, and if he can keep that and if he's still strong, that's going to bode very well for Nebraska basketball because – 
Yeah. The kid, the kid's only like 18 years old. Yeah. 18, I think this past March. So. Yeah. And, and, uh, a former coronation rider, and I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, buddy. Uh, I follow, we follow each other on Twitter, and he took a screenshot of a, of a must have been like a Q and A with him with with Yvonne. And I don't know what article it's from. I'd like to give them attribution, but Yvonne said he lost 25 pounds, what since he's been back in France, and the kid looks like it, and he, he's this. Just think about this. He wasn't fat, you know, like he, he was bigger, like his hips and all that. He was bigger. He's still playing division one college basketball. He loses 25 pounds. I mean, he looked good. I hope he didn't lose too much. No. And so we'll find, you know, we'll find out. But how much of that is culturally when, you know, France by and large is a lot healthier than America. You know, there's not a, a McDonald's on every corner. You know, they don't shave and they don't shower. Fuck them. <laughs> Are you talking about the men or the women? Doesn't matter. Bye, bye, all yeah. of our French listeners. It was nice. You know, I think we make a lot of assumptions. You know, about the other culture. Because I've learned this actually the past couple of weeks. That I think we think that every other culture is. War or is healthier than the United States. You know, when we're talking about the COVID stuff. Mexico has a higher, I think, obesity rate than us. You know, and so it's like, are we sure that French? You know, the the French are healthier. They are. I'm sure they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. Well, then there's something about like. Uh, Cooking in France is similar to cooking in the South. If you're not using butter, you're wasting your time. Oh, they love butter in yeah. France. Oof. I know. I I I want to go to France. Like, first of all, I don't really want to go to France. But if I did, I would just really want to go for the food. No, go to Italy to the, for the food. Go to France and then go south down and go, and go to Spain. And there's a couple of certain places you should stop at. Which probably isn't for this podcast, but anyways. If I do international traveling, I've been slowly putting money aside every month for an Ireland trip in 2021, assuming oh, so that the world has not ended. So when my wife and I went to Ireland, we uh, stayed in, uh, in uh I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the town now. So it wasn't that big. Well, we'll bring her over. So it wouldn't be the first time she's been on the show. I know. Oh, she's asleep right now. But <sighs> so, but this is Nebraska related. We went to a the same bar two nights in a row because we really liked it, and we closed down the bar both nights. But the second night, I had a Nebraska hat on, and this guy is sitting off in the corner, doesn't say anything the whole time. And then all of a sudden, at one point, it's kind of quiet, and we're just kind of you know drinking beer or whatever. And he looks at me, and he kind of waves his hand. He's like, go Big Red? I'm like, yeah, go Big Red. He's like, I thought so. And so I was like, and he's he's Irish. I mean, so that's they see the end. They know what it means. My uh, Ireland trip will also be Nebraska-centric because it'll be – when Nebraska plays Illinois, if that still happens, yeah. don't don't shake your head. 
Don't be so flying. Okay, so so flying. Okay, would no, you want to drive? No, I don't want to. You can't drive from here to Ireland. It's impossible. No, no. Would you want to drive in Ireland? I don't know. Probably because they because remember it's on the opposite side of the car on sure. the side of the road. Sure. You know, my look, wife look and kids, I did Big that. Big Ben Parliament. I get it. Yeah, my my wife and I did that. It was awesome. However, what you want to fly into Shannon to do that because then it's like this straight highway out because you're trying to obviously figure out how to you know Whenever. drive on the opposite side of the road. I've heard and, people have had bad experiences flying into Dublin and then getting a rent a car and then trying to get through Dublin on the opposite side of the road and all that right. stuff. Is so. it it's opposite side of the vehicle as well or just opposite side? Yes. Of, okay. Yes. Well, the good yeah. news is when I used to sell cars, I used to sell some of those right-hand drive mail Jeeps. So I've got <laughs> a little experience hanging out on the right side of the vehicle. I'm just saying. Before, before we went to Ireland, I was actually driving on – the wrong side of some of our highways, just trying to kind of get a feel of it. Well, that's safe. Sorry, John. I took over your podcast. Go ahead. It's okay. John, any, any uh, thoughts on Ivan cutting weight? Cutting weight or cutting bait, am I right? I thought he was exciting. I, I enjoyed watching him, but, uh, yeah, it was clear he was pretty raw and he had a long ways to go. Okay. Well, I feel like that's our show. No, we don't. We, we for, you forgot something, you Dutch douche. No, what? Is that a Rasta Shrine game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I forgot. I forgot. It's happening. It's the uh, first football game in the country, which uh, isn't saying much because it's July and football usually doesn't start until August. Um. But I guess the fact that Nebraska is still going on with it, it's going to be in Kearney this year. I believe it's this weekend. It is this weekend. There you go. If you go to the Shrine game, because I uh, I sent a tweet out into the ether uh, earlier this week asking if it was going to be at the maximum allowable capacity based on, you know, like it's not they're not going to have every portion of the stands filled, but you know, they'll have a good chunk probably. And I th- figured it might be the most because people are clamoring for – some sports. And so I thought that that extra, uh, you know, the fact that it's the novelty, it's in Carney for the first time in a long time, 40 something years, I think. Um, you know, I just thought it, it might, might see a good showing of people out of Carney. And if you're there, if you go to the Nebraska Shrine game this weekend, good job. I have a former uh, basketball player. That I coached last year who's in the Shrine game. Tyler Marlat, shout out to him. Oh, yeah, you can name him, but you can't name the other kids. I see. No, I can't. <laughs> uh, uh, great kid, great family. His older brother, Caleb, was, I think, you know, he, they're both going to play college football. And uh, Where's he so going? They're both, well, they're, well Caleb is, is at the Col- uh, Colorado School of Mines. Tyler's going there as well. I think they both want to be engineers. I think out there so, in the Armac. Yeah, yeah. So they're uh, so that's that's awesome for them. Uh, I will not be there to watch them play, but great, uh, great school, our uh, Colorado School of Mines. I hope Shatter State kicks their dick in the dirt. They play each other. Yeah, they're both in the Armac. So you're saying the Colorado 
so the Carlos School Mines had to try to tackle uh, Danny Woodhead. Yep. Oh, that probably didn't go very well. Did not. It was fun to watch. <laughs> it was really fun to watch. Okay, so for the Nebraska Shrine game, uh, players are going to have their temperatures checked twice a day and required to wear a mask uh, while they're inside any facilities. Yeah, UNC, University of Nebraska, Kearney Campus. Can't spell drunk without UNK. Right. I think that it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, everybody's going to be kind of watching to see what happens in this, this game. And uh, I guess I, there's probably people out there that hope everybody get in, gets infected because there's just those kind of people in the world or something. But, uh, I, you know, if you can pull off a high school game, I guess I don't know why you couldn't pull off a college game. We're not yeah. talking about having fans in the stands. If you know, if you can play football and not have fans in the stands, then that's how it's going to go. You know, I don't know if uh, I, I'm not aware of what the Shrine game is going to do for fans, but uh, I don't think it matters. You know, I wanted to say this thing is going to be televised somewhere, but NET probably. Or do you think bigger than that? Oh, it is. It's going to be on NET. Yeah. yeah. So. If you really think about it, something that's kind of cool is that when this coronavirus thing started and everything shut down, everyone shut down except for who? The Nebraska Boys Basketball State Tournament. You know? And so that was the only sports going on in the the, the world. And uh, – or I mean not the world, but at least the, our country – and so now the next, you know, now we're kind of, hopefully we're kind of moving our way out, maybe not, but, and then now there's Nebraska, you know, the next football game is in Nebraska again, high school in Nebraska. I think that's kind of cool. You know, uh, I know ESPN covered the high school state tournament for boys. So I thought someone on Slack told me that, that there might've been an article or two about the Shrine Bowl. Uh, oh no, the athletic had an article on the Shrine Bowl, yeah. and so uh, you know, Nebraska just showing out again. You know, we're just better than every other state in the union, and this is how it is. So, uh, except for Illinois, no, no, we're definitely better than Illinois for sure. Oh, and Minnesota—that's right. Never mind. You guys don't even live in Nebraska. Gosh, I mean, look—if you're trying to convince me that Nebraska is better than Illinois, it's not going to take a whole lot of effort. All right, I'm just going to put it right there. Our taxes are too high. Our populace is too stupid. Wow. There went our Illinois listeners. You, you know, I, I was watching. Uh, if they're listening to a Husker podcast, they agree with me. <laughs> you guys watch. Uh, you probably don't, but it's called. I think it's Please Feed Phil. It's on Netflix. I do not. And I do watch The Floor is Lava. My So do we. My kids love it. You know. All the kids love, and I think the so you watch it. Sorry, you know, I, I I completely derailed where you get, go go to go back to uh don't feed Phil or feed Phil or uh, anyway. So the um the episode I watched two nights ago was on Chicago, and oh, I, I texted my wife, I want to go to Chicago so bad, like right away, let's go. I'm like, oh wait, this whole virus thing, you know, maybe it's not worth it. But uh, the floor is lava part is. My kids love it. But I always think the 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 people on that show, they they go way too slow. You mm-hmm. Got to move, right? You know, they're just like so worried. 
Like, yeah, well, it's the worst thing that's going to happen. You're going to fall in some water that has red food coloring, essentially, you know. I don't know. That stuff looks thick. Nobody ever comes out. Okay. Okay. What the, what the, the camera moves. People? You know, the so. first thing that happens is you lose, right? You fall in, you're a loser. Yeah. Am I, am I incorrect? You're, no, you're a loser. A, well, it's a team. It's a team. So you got three people on a team. If uh, you get points for how many people finish. And then if you have a tie, then it goes off the, the, the clock. People are like, Oh, guys, it's, it's, I'm not, I promise you, I could go faster than them. I am, promise you. Well, let's Anyways. see it. Can't wait to see the McHughes on I, the floor's I'm game. I'm game. I believe every bit of that. All right. I'd love it. Sorry. No, that's right. We, the three of us right now, we could be the team. Coronation, the floor's lava team. I would love that. That'd be great. John, are you ready? Could, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring it on. Come on. Okay. All right. Well, this I don't episode, even know what it is. The floor is I'll flower. go look at it after this. Please do. This episode took an unexpected turn. I was not expecting to talk about the floor is lava, but I'm glad we got there. And hopefully you enjoyed the show. Thanks uh, to Nate McHugh for joining us. John, damn Johnston as always. And my name is Greg Mahachko. This is the Five Heart Podcast, where we remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red! I just want some football.